Welcome to the Blur and Blend Marketing Podcast. Hear how marketing professionals worldwide are navigating in the blur of today's challenging consumer marketplace as they blend new age strategies and partnerships that create marketing success. Here's your host for the B&B, marketing professional and global educator, Trish Rubin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Blur and Blend Marketing. I'm Trish Rubin. And I'm so happy to be with you today. I'm excited to be with you today because we're going to be talking about new marketers. Everybody today feels like they are a new marketer. So I guess we're tackling a big subject. What's happened over the last 20 months has really changed the world of marketing. And if you are involved in marketing and feel like you're a new marketer, everyone feels that way too. All the old rules have been changed. And the podcast is called Blur and Blend Marketing. I called it that before this time. I think it's appropriately named because we are continuing in this blur of uncertainty. And we know that we need to blend the things that have worked for us in the past, get rid of those that haven't, and look forward to making something new for our future as marketers. So In the Blur and Blend, I meet the most wonderful people. And today, I'm going to introduce you to one of them. My guest is a former student, and she was in my marketing for new marketers class at Baruch College. I make it a practice of trying to (laughs) stalk my students, I'll say, responsibly before I meet them. And when I get my list as an instructor, I don't put it away for the first day of class. I immediately start to look at the people who are coming in my direction and in my voyage and out of the blur. (laughs) I see wonderful people and I see them mostly on LinkedIn. And I will tell you, Iris Caves de Campos, is our guest today. And when I saw her on LinkedIn, I went right by her. I closed it because I thought, oh, this can't be the woman who's going to be in my class. And then I went back and looked at the LinkedIn and went, wow, I do think Iris is going to be in my class. And at that point, when I saw her, she was signaling in a big professional career with a a major company of management, Deloitte. And she was coming to my class as a new marketer. So I was excited and a little anxious when I met her, too. I wanted to deliver value for her. So that was two semesters ago, perhaps. And we're still at the point now of being professional friends and good good personal friends. And we learn from each other. As I was looking for a podcast for the new school year, I thought there's nobody better than Iris for me to share with you today. And Iris, welcome to my podcast, which I assigned to you many times when you were my student. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Trish, for having me. It's really a pleasure. I'm very excited to have this conversation. Oh, yeah. So what we'll do for the next half hour is we take a bit of a journey. I call it, you know, my drive. I love to drive. I presently don't have a car, but I'm hoping to have one again soon because I love to drive. And I say to my guests, you're behind the wheel. I will be the co-pilot. And I ask my guests to think about the color, their favorite color, because at the end we'll kind of learn what kind of car have we been in? That's my fun question at the end. What have we been journeying in? 
color is it? What kind of car is it? For me, orange is my favorite color. And I always, I had an orange Volkswagen Beetle. So if I'm driving, I'm driving a convertible Beetle. <laughs> uh, we'll find out what Iris is about then. Yeah, the ragtop. <laughs> so uh, the journey goes this way. I ask my guests to get in the car with us, to adjust the rear view mirror because that's what good drivers do, and they look behind them first. So I look to kind of see what in, in this uh, journey that the hindsight has been for our client. Where is she coming from, our, our guest? Where is she coming from? Then I ask a few questions uh, about the present. So that gives us some insight for what's happening with this guest. Or what are their um, values now? How have uh, how is the the situation, the COVID that comes up often? How has it changed the way they are approaching marketing, approaching their career? And then finally, we look ahead. Where are we going? It's very hard in this in this time to look far. You can only basically look probably 24 hours ahead, if that long. But we get some uh, foresight from our guests. And again, with the, the, the theme being in new marketing, you're going to meet somebody who is, when I met her, she claimed she was a new marketer. She knew a lot about marketing just on her own. And now after, as she'll tell you, really now dedicating herself to that program of becoming a professionally recognized marketer through academics, uh, she's got a lot to share. So, Iris, I'm going to get in the car with you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so what we'll do right now is get in the car and I'll ask Iris to adjust that rearview mirror and tell us what she sees about herself when you think about the idea of becoming a marketer. And stories are great here. We like the, the story. So what's the story behind you, Iris, that you can use to introduce yourself? Well, what I would say is that I have a complex journey to start with. I study um, accounting probably because my father was a partner in, a, in financial audit. So, and then, you know, like most people, I didn't know what I wanted to, to become. I have certain things in my mind, but was not sure. But so the family I, family business, right? The family direction with a with your father. Yes, <laughs> yes. So because my father, well, what was funny, he was an auditor most of the time, but it was also a serial entrepreneur. So he was mixing the he was mixing the two. Good model. And then, I, yeah, and then I also come from a family where, well, basically, my father was the only male figure because I'm a family of five girls. And I never knew my grandfathers because they were so only um, very dominant women figure in my family. And my father was the only, uh, I would say, counterpart in this uh, very female environment. So, yeah, so I study accounting, but probably as soon as I was done, so I was to become a CPA. I said, well, not really interested in working in that field. So I started in, I, I, I joined uh, at St. Young at the time, but then it was not for me. It was like, you know, I want to do something else. I'm more curious about, you know, the corporate world. So I started in consulting. And then I worked uh, mainly in France, in England, and then in Turkey. And... Uh, 
and then I discovered that the uh, even the management consulting world is um, very um, open. I, I never wanted to become also a specialist. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I will work on big projects, different fields. So I did I did merger and um, acquisitions, and then help the companies transition to, you know, new information systems. I also work in terms of, you know, train them, the executive board. So I, I did a lot of things. So and I, I was happy. I was happy with that. And then um, from pure uh, organizational aspects of then or information systems, I moved to structuring deals. And then on the financial side, legal aspects of structuring a deal. And then finally, advise, um, started advising. I went into the public sector, big project, and then finally advising uh, government. So this is what I, uh, I did. And then um, for personal reasons, I, I had to stop working because I had a sick child. I had to look after her. She had to go through a bone marrow transplant, so I stopped working. So when I went back, um, I had that opportunity to um, lead a practice um, for Deloitte in, in Africa. So different environments. So then I discover going there, I discover that well, people are not really mature about um, apart from you know advising a government in, in the sector public, they're not really mature for um, consulting. But I could see that, you know, if you uh, inject money in um, especially in, in this country, then you know you might help develop the economy. So this is where I think that, well, okay, at that stage, well, I probably need to go back to school to uh, acquire more skills and make sure that, you know, I can update my, my, my knowledge. And this is where I had the idea that, you know, I will go back to school and then earn an MBA, which I went to, and then I went to Wharton and uh, the end, in the end, I got that MBA in finance and entrepreneurship. Ah, so now my listeners can understand. When I look at Iris on LinkedIn, and I also went to University of Pennsylvania. I did not go to Wharton. I, I wished I could, but never even tried. <laughs> uh, I went to a, a school of government. When I saw Iris's background, I thought I must be mistaken. This person is so well-developed. She could be teaching uh, my new marketers so many skills. So, um, yeah, that was pretty surprising for me that she was going to be part of my class. And um, really regretting the fact that it was during that early time of the pandemic. And so everything, you know, was was virtual. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, yeah. So then I had a, then how did I come to marketing? Because I had a project, a very uh, ambitious one, which I couldn't, which was simply about building um, a new city in Africa. And then that requires a lot of fund and then um, different players. So then I was like, okay, might not be, I'm not at the level when I can do that right now, but what do I want to do? I, I knew I didn't want to go back to um, consulting. And I thought that really the path forward is um, the entrepreneurship for me. And then I realized that marketing is really central to that journey. 
but yeah. you know you don't understand you don't know who your customers are you don't you don't understand what they're looking for or even how you can differentiate yourself from competitors how to enter the market so then i realized that everything that i know well you know probably know a lot but that aspect was essential and this is how i decided that uh, you know i was going to join the that program with you and then I discovered in your class I discovered so much but I was like you know it's not enough I need to dig more and then now I joined the um the MS in marketing at Barrick and you know that I to really understand what the whole thing is about and to make sure that you know I can and can use I can use that yeah and so that when you look in in that rear view mirror and and hear from Iris the you know the the um the model that you had in terms of a father who was powerful in financial, but also very entrepreneurial and having that ability to then say to yourself too, after you followed in that direction, it's not really what I want. And I think today, a lot of people who wouldn't have said that five years ago are going, okay, right now, the way things are, I'm going to say, this is not what I want. And maybe that's why people come into a class for new marketers because they're journeying to something that they want and all of the uh the challenges you know you you know the the challenges with your personal life but the challenges and i've talked to iris as a whole other podcast on you know trying to break the glass ceiling and in these big places where you're 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 trying to you know gender wise try to say hey i can do this job and then showing people yeah not only can i do this i'll do it in style i'll go to the top schools of the world and I will get educated, which she did. Um, and now coming into uh, this place and knowing that this is really in your heart where I see you want to be. Uh, and then I like how um, Iris too, you know, started with a small program and really saw so much happening for herself in that way. A lot of times if you just go into an academic program, you might miss some of that because you're driven by theory and theory, more theory in the academic program. But to get into something that really talks about the now and the present and uh, I think is really exciting. Uh, so I was happy I had Iris in my class, for sure, as you can hear. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, when I say I learned a lot, I really learned a lot because, you know, I had in mind what was the old marketing, which was pushing products, you know, to customers and then, you know, messaging that with advertising. So, and when I joined, because I think it was, funny enough, it was really the first class that I joined in that program because, you know, your class on Monday. So really, yes. and then, and, and also because you ask people to come prepare to your class and then you need to know more about and then, you know, and then you... And I remember also going to your work uh, page and then, you know, there was an article about um, advisors, you know, the ads and everything, how things were changing. So before even I joined the class, I started learning, thinking, and I was like, okay, you know, what journey, you know, what will be the journey? What will be the outcome? I was very curious. And then you, we had this, uh, books to read and then and then said God in that you know in the end because I didn't know I didn't know him 
But yeah. after your class, then through Wharton, I had a possibility to connect with him and then to attend also one is, um, yes. uh, we, were, we had a session with him. So yeah, so I, I learned a lot. And then I said, maybe, you know, really what the new marketing is about is something that is, um, and then you, you, you always have to say this expression that, you know, um, about building a community, understanding your community, find your community, the one that you want to serve. Yeah. So it was more about, and then you had this book also that you advise us about the um, um, neuromarketing, yeah. you know, and the differentiation between the conscious mind and the unconscious mind. And then you, you start understanding a lot of things because I didn't get that before. I really am coming from, a, uh, I'm very a corpor- corporate uh, world person. So, yes. really, you know, I understand, as I said, I structure things. I articulate a vision, I execute things because this is what I do. I make sure that, you know, when a a client comes to me, what he wants to achieve, he would get there. Or, you know, if he has an idea, how to implement this idea. But nothing about marketing, understanding, you know, generations, different generations. Culture. So, and then it was like, you know, a big explosion in my mind I'm like okay you know I have to go there because you know this is how I think if I want um continue on at first I will, I'm going to be successful it's really it's really about that so I love this part of this conversation so we've as you can understand if you're listening to this so we're not looking in the rearview mirror we're into this journey now we're we're learning some insights from Iris's experience about, she mentioned, as you mentioned, the traditional marketing and people who might be listening to this podcast, maybe when they hear marketing, they think about, oh, I may have known something about a, the four P's of product and placement and things like that. I do know about that. Uh, I, but I marketing is always sort of like a... It's as I say to my students, if you tell people you're going to be a marketer, it's not like telling them I'm going to be a brain surgeon. People go, oh, that is what a brain surgeon does, even though they're not brain surgeons. Oh, we know what brain surgeons do. But if you tell someone, oh, I'm going to be a marketer, it's like you're saying I'm going to be a magician. But we don't really know. And and a lot of times, too, we don't discuss the tools that we have with the public we're busy trying to work behind the scenes, trying to make things happen for people. And so this, I think, is a good time on the journey to think like, so in the new world of marketing, uh, you've talked and I I appreciate it because if you're a student, you're listening to this. Uh, I do assign the Seth Godin work. I do assign, still assign the Peter Steidel Neuromarketing Essentials book. Uh, We talk about behavioral economics. We talk about these things. Um, so what do you see Iris now and it, it, that you didn't know before you mentioned the, the neuroscience, you've mentioned the community, which I think is important. Do you have more insights that you'd share with someone who's kind of coming into this space, how you, how you informed yourself about this? Yeah. Well, then, you know, COVID came for sure. It has changed a lot of things, people, expectations, in terms of work, life, and even um, entertainment, you know. Uh, 
I think that in terms of, again, if I refer to what I learned with you, it's more about, you know, values, um, connections, and when connections uh, sort of... Well, well, I studied a lot of um, brands and, you know, new what I would call new generation of, uh, of brands, like the D2C which is direct to consumers, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then also I realized that, you know, yeah, you know, they build their uh, image on solving a customer's problems, which is the, the main focus of these new businesses, you know. We're not here to, we're not here to sell uh, a product, but we're here to solve a problem for you. Which is great, which is, we, we all want to do that. But then having said that, what also I discovered with some of them is, you know, and they, they, they are digital natives, but they also now, they realize that, you know, they cannot, they cannot only survive on, on the online, mm. but they have to uh, connect online with offline because at one stage people also, it's the way people connect differently now. And this is where it comes that you understand that this new world has brought the really the omni-channel strategy. It's, you know, and then also it's coming because you know you have um, um, emerging new generations of customers, and now the, the focus will be on Gen Z. And then you know I like the idea about you know being in the car. And then looking at the rear mirror, and then you yeah. have Gen Alpha also coming. Yes. So you have to see, you know, start preparing for this generation, <laughs> the way they think, what are their values, oh. and which are so different from our values. I love that point um, because I think you're one of the first guests I've had who's even mentioned the Alpha Gen, and now I notice myself when I see a little one in my life, like eight eight month old, three and a half years old, I look at them almost like, oh, that's alpha gen. And you see, as you say, how they're receiving things so differently. You know, when you see an eight month old with a three year old and they're looking at a tablet and swiping. Yeah, exactly. You know that if you're going to be a marketer five, 10 years from now, those people who are going to then be a wallet share are going to be so different from the people you're working for. But I love how you said it, then it's about a problem. So when that eight month old is, is 28, that eight month old is going to have a problem that might be the same or different than people today. Yeah. And, and even that it's, you know, the um, distribution channels before you had, okay, online, offline, social media. Now you have, when you have a business account in Instagram, you can sell. It's really a channel, like, you know, your website or your store. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then I'm going to, uh, again, going to your class, I remember one of my daughters telling me that, oh, you know, you want to create this, you want to do this. Start with the um, Instagram business account because, you know, you know, you know, and this is, you know, all the learning about how the brain functions and then the, the impulse and brain functioning with images and emotions. Yes. So you have this image and then, oh, you know, coming from an influencer and everything. You can buy on the spot, you know, the product. So it's a channel in itself. Social yes. media becomes, a, you know, distribution channel. 
Yeah, the, we talk about the you know what the supply chain was such a big deal. Well, now the supply chain is interrupted because of COVID, but the real supply chain is really digital. Yeah. It's just the digital supply chain. How that information gets processed. How fast can I get this to my door with Amazon? And that's the important supply chain. Yeah, and does it mean because normally social media used to be before for advertising, you know, lately it was, you know, you can advertise, you can reach people, but then slowly, slowly it's becoming a, a distribution a distribution channel in itself. This is where, because people don't even want to go, they said, okay, you know, I don't even go on the website, you know, yes. and then, you know, and then I would just want to order where I am, you know. Yes. So let's talk about the foresight. I love our conversation because now you got me thinking about a couple of things when you're saying that, how I've gotten more interested in TikTok as well. I don't have, I, I actually did open account, but I think I've only put two things on TikTok. But like you're, you know, what you're saying with the, the idea of this kind of distribution channel and how things are moving. And we talked earlier a little bit about Clubhouse. Do, do you, do you think about what, when you're finished with your your degrees, what what will you do? Like, will there be this place for you to say, okay, I get the AI piece. I get the neuromarketing piece. I, I see the channels. What do you think is, will it be, I mean, two years from now, who knows, right? What do you think is, are you, what are well, you preparing is, for um, perhaps? Yeah. So I'm working on that project, which is, um, I start with, um, well, you know, that I'm French, so we, we like good food. And you yes. know, one of the problems <laughs> that I think we have in New York is we don't have a quality of food that we have in France. And the girls uh, have three mm -hmm. daughters, so they're complaining a lot about that. And, you know, starting with a simple product, which is bread, yeah. So, you know, bread, you know, if you're able to produce the same quality of bread that you have in France, so how are you going to, where is your community? So who wants to, you know, who wants to eat that bread? Mm -hmm. How do you connect with them? So what do you have to offer? And because also, and it made me think, and then I started thinking, because it's like also, and what food, what does food represent in terms of you know because you know people are health conscious now people are you know um they pay attention to their diet so you know but it's also a pleasure so again it's the, the whole thing again is we have a possibility to offer some you know pleasure and then people can control that it's and then it's 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 the whole thing that i'm thinking about and then how do you put in place a, a distribution so like you know then you know you can offer online on on what online will do is offer convenience for yeah. sure that's the main thing but then also but now in the, in a covid world so if people now want to physically shop so what can they expect? Because it's more about sort of, you know, uh, of course, the shop when you know you one behind the other one or you know tight in the in an environment, it's not the environment to create anymore. So it's more about, you know, uh, what can I, if I have to go and then uh, create a world online and offline, what what it will be? How do I connect the two? Yes. Because so it's more about that because I think like in terms, it's like, you know, 
food or perfume. And then I think the uh, fashion uh, luxury industry, they really know uh, the codes, you know, how you make, you know, uh, you, you make people enter in a different uh, universe, atmosphere, you know, pleasure. Yes. So it's more, it's, it's more about that. So I'm like, you know, starting that, you know, thinking about that and then, and also given more options to people, freedom, you know, and that it's, uh, yeah, it's, so the thing is, I, the, I, and I see that when I'm saying that also, because, you know, I, I buy from a lot of uh, D2C brands, you know, but it yes. seems that now it's disappointing because sometimes they use the, uh, old uh, tactics because you know they send you emails every day they they're really pushing something which is not really sometimes um yeah welcomed hi it's trish i hope you're enjoying this journey i know i am if you like blur and blend marketing there are plenty of journeys that come before this one Please tune in, select one, and enjoy the ride. And there will be more after this session. Thanks so much for being with me. See you on the digital road. Yeah. Yeah, welcome. So, yeah, so yeah. I'd rather, yeah, in terms in, in things and what I learned in your classes about, you know, really understanding the uh, building a community having strong um, um emotional co connections you know what people are looking for and you know a bond you know yeah. and you know not be only solely driven by um markets norms but more by you know social norms so how do you use that yes yeah yes i love it beautifully said and I'm ha I have a student right now who's doing a thesis on uh, nostalgia and how that plays into uh, brand loyalty and the idea of being nostalgic for something. And I hear when you're talking about, you know, the bread and how that your, your, your children are saying, yeah, the food, a lot of that is in that emotion of nostalgia, of yearning for something that you had before. Very powerful. I think we'll see a yeah, lot and then, more. Yeah, and then the bread looking is because I see things from their perspective. Some people want to buy bread because they don't have time to, you know, to bake bread. Some people won't because it's, you know, it's um, a leisure, you know, activity. You know, you want to bake bread. So, I, you know, when you do that, you know, you have to see how you can serve best the interest of your community. If they want to buy, they can. If they want to bake, so, you know, you... Provide. provide yeah the ingredients and the lessons and then you can have a culinary schools or tiktok videos that you know you you they can use to uh bake bread because you know if it's that is what they want to do the same quality and every, and you know so it's more about that flexibility i think of you know open more open and i think technology will allow us to do that yeah to to really uh create those 
ties. So it's not one or the other. And I do appreciate it. We, that whole D2C is so wonderful and important right now. And yet then you're bringing out so the caution in that too. So you have to really make sure that the customer is not feeling uh, you know, to that they're giving up something by getting close to you, you know, and that's that's a that's a big deal. Indeed, to see you, it's great in the ease of it, in the story of it. But yeah, you point to something I'm very I'm very interested in as well. Uh, so thank you. So I appreciate this time so much with you, and are kind of closing this journey out. But I know for us, Iris. And this is an interesting fact for the group. I've never been able to be face-to-face with Iris because of the situation. And we're in the same locale, but we will certainly get there. And when we do, I'm definitely posting something on my Instagram page that we finally did it. (laughs) I thank you. I thank you for sharing your experience in how marketing for you has been part of your life, how it's emerged and it will be a big part of your life going forward, I'm sure. And I love the idea of closing with the fact that Iris has daughters too, and they have seen their mother in the corporate way as her father was and as an entrepreneur. So you're carrying the generation through. You really are. The legacy of that family is you're carrying it to your daughters as well. So let me ask you, what color is your favorite color and what car were we traveling in today? <laughs> ah, funny enough, I don't. It's funny because I have um, different uh, rapport with colors. I don't have a favorite colors, but I, you know, I use different colors in different contexts. You know, wearing, you know, if people living in big cities, people know that, you know, we like, you know, black. Yeah. Because it's a very urban colors and it fits with a lot of things. So in terms of, you know, because I think black is a very elegant color. Elegant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I use that a lot. But having said that, it's, I will not say that it's my favorite colors. You will find it a lot in my um, uh, wardrobe. But then uh, also, I, it depends on, I like to mix colors. You know, I, I like you know, I like cozy um, atmosphere. So in terms of, you know, furnitures and everything, I would go with a sort of beige and everything. But I like, you know, like um, to revive colors with really the beige. So, you know, mm. why not like the Chinese or red? So, put, <laughs> you know, some red in it or, you know, purple. So, yeah. So, no, I, I, I don't. It's and playful. then, you know, yeah, <laughs> Oh, I like the color of, you know, white sand, blue mm. tea. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, we just have to imagine, well, uh, maybe the, the elegant cars for the weekend and the cream color cars for the weekend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and is it a ragtop car? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's more about what, you know. The freedom. Are bringing oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> Oh, well, I appreciate you joining me. I appreciate you mentioning the learnings, certainly uh, because they are part of the course. I actually have a, a new text uh, that I uh, am using as well, and um, it comes from Sparks and Honey. So I have oh, okay. a, a, a new a book, um, 
and uh, it's it's really like the new marketing and it's it's the new world of digital. So I'm trying to really pull that into the course because people really want to know, you know, right away because we were talking about marketing and most of it is in this year and now digital. Uh, and so I appreciate that. So uh, I, I know my my students will will be familiar with these uh, these pieces that were important for you. So. I appreciate you validating that for me. <laughs> I didn't no, pay yeah. her. I didn't pay you to do that. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you. I think, you know, it's getting to the time where we can actually say that we will see each other soon. Maybe it's the booster that will do it. I don't know. Yeah, but, exactly. yeah. yeah. And thank yeah. you so much for uh giving us your insights, you're giving us the, the hindsight that you have, the insights for today, and looking ahead with us. Thanks for having me. It was a real pleasure. Uh, and those of you who are joining me, please join us again. Join me again. I meet the most interesting people. I meet people who have great stories to tell about marketing and branding, uh, communication. And so please do that and, and join our our own community, our circle in Blur and Blend. <laughs>